0: It's this age-old thing like, when's enough enough, right? When is it good enough? When are we good enough? When is she good enough? When are we all, when is Because comparison ultimately robs you the joy of satisfaction. All right, welcome to the Bare Essentials Podcast, a health and wellness community where we're going to chat about life's different topics, ranging from... Food, relationships, faith, goals, fitness, and a ton of other things. Um, we'll also interview people along the way from different fields to just kind of expand our minds and get to know people that, that maybe we otherwise wouldn't otherwise think about taking the time to get to know. Yeah. So, um, I'm Audrey, and I'm here with my friend Hoka. Yeah, Hoka. I feel like we should have confetti going off when we when Whee. you say Hoka. <sharp inhale> <sharp inhale> So today's <laughs> podcast, um, hopefully if you came back for round two, which is, this is our hopefully. second. Yeah. Fingers <laughs> crossed. I mean, assuming anybody listened to the first one. Like, Hi, mom. I Thanks, <laughs> son. I love you. Um, so our first episode, we talked a little bit about us and what got us to mm-hmm. being okay. where we are and sitting at this table where we're sitting. And uh, yeah. So today we're going to talk about comparison. Mm. And it's funny because whenever we talk to anybody about talking about this topic, the first question anybody or everybody asked us was, well, com- comparison with what?
1: With everything. And it was
0: funny cuz as soon as <laughs> hookup had said, "Hey, I want to do the next podcast on comparison." Mm-hmm. I, I got it immediately. Like, yeah. I mean, it like yeah. I mean, maybe hopefully most of the people listening to us are like, "Oh, yeah, I get it." But maybe from like other people's perspective where they don't they're not they don't grasp the concept of like when I walk up to you know, a woman Mm -hmm. specifically, I mean, not that men don't struggle with it too. And you just say comparison, you can think of probably easily five things off the top of your head where you have found yourself in a position where you're comparing yourself to somebody else. Mm -hmm. I mean, whether, I mean, again, the countless topics within just that one word that um, we're going to talk about today.
1: Yeah. So comparison, one of my very favorite quotes, and I really hope I don't butcher it. Cause we're live, but, uh, comparison is a thief of joy and I have that hanging up in my office. I have it on my phone as my background. And for me, it's a constant reminder that when you start looking outside of like who you are and what you have and just everything that you are and comparing it to someone that is completely different, has a completely different story, background, circumstances that you begin to lose joy and you begin to lose what defines you and and mm-hmm. what you're capable of and so for me especially right now in my season of life and I'm sure it's going to be in, in every season of life um, comparison is something that I'm always trying to not do you know and at the same time like on the, the flip side of that I do think that sometimes it's okay to compare in the sense of of growth so maybe comparison is not the right word but maybe just being inspired by those around us because I know that there's you know people that I look at and I'm like dang like I want some of that you know um, but yeah what do you think about comparison
0: you know I mean gosh I have so many thoughts running through my mind and um, I was even as you were talking I was thinking about like yeah you so you work at a university mm-hmm. right and I just feel like that has to be an atmosphere where you're constantly Thrown into situations where you're comparing, right? So not only are you surrounded by people who have degrees, Mm -hmm. a degree or multiple degrees, or you know, like higher education. You know, there's a lot of pressure to like get the master's degree, Mm -hmm. and and then where do you go from there? Mm -hmm. You know, and then you have the people, not but then just also working in the environment where you know it's it's a matter of like doing more always. Striving for more, learning more, you know, and and obviously there's aspects to like that that's good, right? There's like the learning part is obviously important to both of us, you know, researching that type of thing. But yeah, I was just thinking about how just your work environment in and of itself, like uh, actually on a university campus has to breed itself naturally to you sitting next to someone or constantly being around people who you would otherwise be tempted Mm -hmm. dangerously to compare yourself to.
1: Yeah. And I would say, thankfully, that my immediate surroundings are very very supportive and very good and so there's not a a a ton of that like like awkwardness of like oh like i'm not good enough or there's none of that which is great but i mean if we if i take it a little bit outside of that circle there's definitely that aspect of like comparing yourself to other colleagues you know like the the girl or the guy that has a master's degree but i don't or the person who has a phd and i don't um because you start to compare yourself in the sense of like well the things that they've done and the things that they've achieved can open up more doors for them but i'm still here where i'm at and who knows if this is like as far as i can go so that that is an aspect of it um but yeah even even right now that you just said it like in the the type of work i do as well um i see students all day every day and you know even with them i think sometimes they compare themselves to me like like I'm better than that. I'm yeah. like, no, like I've been in your seat. Like I asked the same questions you did. I wanted to be, I wanted to grow just as much as you did. And I, I like you when I have those moments where, with students who ask genuine questions like, well, what were you like as a student? Or, or when I have the opportunity to open up to them, like, dude, I failed that class too, like three times. It's okay to fail. These are your options that you have to, to redo the class or, you know, things like that. So I think another part of comparison is just keeping it real. And that's one thing I really, like, try to do with my students every day is just let them know that, like, yes, we're in an academic setting. Yes, you know, we have GPAs and we have degree titles and all that stuff that kind of follows you through life. But that's not that's not what life is about. There's more it's much more than that. And, um, yeah, don't compare your journey to someone else's because you know, you'll get there eventually. And you know, my path may look a lot different from yours and vice versa. And that's totally okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like we mentioned in our first podcast, like that's a significant
0: justification for us kind of sitting down and, you know, like being passionate about like starting the podcast and, you know, it's just a labor of love because Mm -hmm. we just know that they're us sharing these little tidbits with people. Hopefully, you know people realize like oh yeah you know that's right that's exactly how I feel and sometimes it's just a matter of being validated you mm-hmm. know and I feel like comparisons really do rob you of your joy you know because if all you're doing is con- constantly trying to put yourself in someone else's shoes you know and sometimes it's just unrealistic expectations yeah. you yeah. know and so when you are sharing like how the students when you're actually doing your academic advising know how they there's the potential for them to compare their journey with yours because mm-hmm. you know i guess you would be on the tail end or being done quote unquote with mm-hmm. your like your journey and you're doing you know operating in your position and they're just like oh looking at you thinking how am i ever going to get there how am i ever going to finish this
1: and just kind of being overwhelmed with the concept
0: mm-hmm. you and know and if
1: they only knew what was going in my head like I want to go so much further than this. Oh my gosh. Isn't that like, isn't that, that's, that's it. Right. So like
0: we're always caught up in our comparisons and like, which generally is, you know, led by our insecurities. Right. And I just think like, so I teach group exercise classes Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I've been doing it for, I think going on nine years, nine or 10 years. Um, anyways, and it's just always been interesting to me that in that type of environment, I mean, it's just, I mean, you can cut the comparisons <laughs> with a knife. I mean, I guess <laughs> maybe that, d- that analogy doesn't work the same as tension, <laughs> but uh, you get what I'm saying, yeah. you know? Yeah, so basically, you know, I, I've had where, you know, people come in and they have like the, the MO of where they, they almost have like this very competitive kind of spirit to them or this kind mm. of this drive. Right. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you lock lock eyes with them and it's just you and that person in the room. Yeah. And they have this like, I'm going to be better than you Mm. type of, uh, you know, type of energy about them. And, you know, when I was early on in my group X teaching career, my instructing career, um, I would say that that definitely got to me. Do you know what I mean? And it would definitely lend itself naturally for me to feed back into that, that kind of that perspective. But I find more times than not, too, that now the art is actually snapping them out of it mm. and helping them realize, like, you're standing shoulder to shoulder to someone who, you know, as much as we get caught in ourselves and our own insecurities, you know, there's somebody around you that would give anything to have the yeah. arms that you have or the, you know what I mean, the the punch that you have. The one of the classes that I teach is body combat. and um i just it's such a good healthy growing atmosphere that from a healthy perspective you're able to help people navigate mm-hmm. you know and, and of course i mean the the majority of people walk in and think oh my gosh i'll never be able to ride my stationary spin bike as fast as you i'll never be you know and and you always see it rear its ugly head when you give someone a compliment mm-hmm. and i would say that this is the case in all areas of our life right you know all of a sudden you somebody walks in and, and says something about like, wow, no, your shoulders look amazing. I mean, yeah. you know, still sticking to the whole gym situation or yeah. gym atmosphere. Not that I would walk up to Hoka bed and be like, wow, your shoulders are <laughs> just fantastic.
1: Well, thank you. <laughs> These healthy? things. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs>
0: threw them together. <laughs> and so, um, you know, in like the gym atmosphere, you, when you, you give someone a compliment, like your shoulders look amazing. The first thing that, you know, anybody wants to do is downplay the hard work that they put mm, in yeah. to get that or You know, then you start to hear the, oh, yeah, well, if only or they're not as good as, you know, Mm -hmm. and so that is a good example of comparison and how we, you know, entrap ourselves and we aren't proud of our successes that we have. And so having these kind of moments in the gym atmosphere in a group X room with like 30 other ladies where we're all there doing, you know, this solid mixed martial arts choreography, you know, it's it just my thing that I just love to impress on people is, you know, we're it's not about equal amount of sweat. It's not about equal amounts of weight loss. It's not about equal amounts of even like on a spin bike, like it's not equal amounts of versus resistance. It's everybody's ride is different. Everybody's workout is different, right? It's about equal parts of effort, you know? So if you're walking in and you're giving as much, even if it looks different than Mm -hmm. your neighbor, as long as you're giving the same amount of effort. And I think that that's true for life, you know? we walk in and you can compare, I mean, like we started trying to just brainstorm some ideas of just like topics that you would compare to. And I think fitness, you know, is a huge one where people automatically compare. I mean, I was working out with my friend today and she's beautiful. And, um, I tell, I tell everybody this type of story, right. That comes to me and it's, I have, I have lot, I'm, pr- I'm privileged to have lots of conversations where people are genuine with me about their, Struggle with weight loss, mm-hmm. and you know, more times than not, it's always a good reminder for me because usually when I talk to these people, they have no idea that I was 300 pounds. They don't believe me even when I do be when I do say it, and I joke with them like I have all the stretch marks to prove it. <laughs> I just duct tape the rest of my body down. <laughs> I mean, it's it is it's the reality of the situation. Yeah, so I always see myself still as like this 300 pound girl or woman, I guess. I was in my I was an adult when it this happened to me, but. Um, you know, I forget that people don't see me that way but that's just the way that I see myself and so when people are sharing their story with me, you know, they always kind of have this slight as if I don't understand and Mm -hmm. then when I share a little bit about my story they're usually like, oh shoot, I didn't know, Mm -hmm. you know, and I find that comparison tends to rob us Mm. of allowing ourselves to think the best in other people, especially extending the grace to someone in belief that they actually understand what we're struggling with and what we're going through and then we... You know, when w- when we start to think that we're the only one going through what we're going through, we start to isolate ourselves and all of a sudden we find that we're on an island. And I can say that in my 30s, what you tend to feel like and what it, this really ends up rearing its head as is I don't have any friends, hmm. you know. And yeah. so then then that just it's a very slippery slope from there. Yeah. So I find that fitness in and of itself lends itself naturally to the ugliness of comparison hmm. I mean, hopefully that's not, you know, we can change that, yeah. you know, one class at a time.
1: Yeah. And I think that's what you're doing. That's good. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Ladies, if
0: you're listening, I hope that's what I'm doing.
1: You keep <laughs> going, ladies. You do you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and we talked
0: about how, like, um, you know. Fitness obviously is a dead giveaway, right? One of those like easy comparison situations where people walk in and say, Oh, I don't want to be that fat. Oh, I'm not that skinny, you know, Mm -hmm. oh I'm not I don't wanna be that buff. Oh if I could just be, you know, that it's like a scale. Like they go in and they scale down. Oh my gosh. The grass is always greener. And so, oh, this is what I was gonna share. So my beautiful friend, right? Her body's amazing. She looks fantastic. She's got a cute little butt. Her arms are very, you know, chiseled, beautiful, right? It's like the apex of what you would expect walking to the gym if I could just look like her, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I love her and she's very dear to me. And it's funny because, and she knows I share this is, um, you know, if you were to talk to her within five minutes, she shares with you probably 15 different insecurities or things she doesn't like about her body. Yeah. And every single person that I've talked to wants to slap her across the face. Yeah. And we're like, shut! I want to slap her, and I don't even know her. <laughs> I, get, I'm gonna interview her because she's a genius. She's she's so <laughs> smart. She's I just love her to death. But yeah, so she looks fantastic, and it's 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 this age old thing like, when's enough enough, yeah. right? When is it good enough? When yeah. are we good enough? When yeah. is she good enough? When are we all? When is because comparison ultimately robs you the joy of satisfaction. Yeah, and that's what you f- you really do see in the fitness world. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like when are you never skinny enough? You never. I mean, obviously this plays into you know, media and all the things that we're told that beauty is and us having to relearn that the older we get, because we just believe it when we're younger. And then when you get older and you realize this is real life, and this you have is to it. Navigate these emotions. I'm never going to be yeah. size one. I'm never going to be, you know, these things. I mean, that you would have otherwise expected to be, yeah. uh, or, you know, or that you're supposed to be. And or so that
1: life happens and... That your body starts to change. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Nobody and ever think, talks about I that. I think that's where I'm at right now. Kind of like, I mean, I don't, I don't think, I don't look at myself and like necessarily hate the way I look or anything, but there's parts of me that I look at photos of me like five years ago and I'm like, dang, Jackie, you kind of <laughs> changed. And then you start co- again, comparing yourself to your past, but not taking into consideration other things that have happened in all those five years. Um, and ag- again, extending grace myself that like hey it's okay you're still good you're still the same person you still you know try to be a you know a loving person and you know it's just sometimes life happens and and this is kind of where you're at but and you look amazing thank you you're beautiful
0: thank you it's true yeah so I just think that you know um weight loss in general oh my gosh you weight talk loss about is a huge topic. huge topic I mean maybe that should just be like a podcast that in and of itself yeah. for sure but I mean, I always Mm -hmm. tell people my life's an open book. Like, I'll definitely share my story. You can share your story, too. You know, it just comes down to, it just looks different for everybody. You know, and part of that is diet. Yeah. You know, we're, I mean, we can talk all day about all the different fat diets that have come out and Mm -hmm. how, you know, everybody pitches them as if it's the end all be all. This is the answer. You know, and what you and I have both realized is it's not a one size fits all.
1: Not at all.
0: You know, and what your body reacts to Another body wouldn't necessarily react to, mm-hmm. you know, and so I think that food is another area where people can compare to. And I, I always tell people, too, when I was first losing weight or first trying, you know, the first thing you do when you go out to restaurants is you probably order the salad. Right. Yep. You're like, no, hold the clam chowder. You know, not that we eat clams anyway. We don't hook a bed and I hashtag don't eat kosher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hashtag kosher. We don't eat shellfish. Um, <laughs> so I guess a better a chicken pot pie. I remember at Mimi's this restaurant is uh, you know it's, I think it's 3,000 calories <laughs> or something <laughs> insane. So you know the first thing you stop doing is you stop ordering the chicken pot pie and you start or- ordering the salads and I remember I would go out to lunch with some people and it was when I was still, I was still pretty heavy. And so I remember getting a cell, and they're like, oh, you think you're better than us? Like getting mm-hmm. a cell, And they were just being facetious yeah. and they were teasing me. But you realize like, oh, it's like a taboo subject. Yeah. You know, just by There's ordering. There's some truth to that. There is some truth. Yeah. And really it speaks that it's them speaking out of their own insecurity, yeah. you know, which then it comes down to me having to navigate. Well, yeah, I'm moving in this direction. I mean, I, I'm not forcing you to come with me, but it's, c- are you going to be able to handle it? I mean, I, and it's funny too with weight loss. I mean, I guess with any thing in your life like i lost friends because people didn't know how to be all right with me being skinnier or losing Mm. weight and them not losing weight as if it was like they had to do it because i was doing it yeah um so i always joke that you know like when you start getting the salad people start judging you for like what you're eating and so i think food is a definitely a huge area where people start to compare i mean god try to walk in a room and say i'm vegan
1: oh here (laughs) here it comes here it comes here come the tomatoes being thrown at you for sure yeah. And comparison, like another topic is like careers, you know, what career, what do you do? Right. Everyone asks that, Ugh. like when you meet someone, oh, hi, I'm, I'm Audrey or hi, I'm Hoka. Oh, hi, you know, what do you do? And that's can sometimes be an awkward question, depending on how the so conversation awkward. goes, because you can be like, oh, I do X, Y, Z. And they're like, oh, well, I do X, Y, Z. And immediately there's a comparison. Not always. I mean, I don't want I don't want this. This to sound so negative, I'm not saying that this is like the mindset that we're always in, but it does come up sometimes. Um, for example, like I, I work at an academic, I work on a college campus, but on the side, I also have a business that I'm trying to grow. And sometimes I think because it's an entrepreneurial, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's, it's an entrepreneurial help me out here startup startup sure that it's not as respected you know it's kind of like well you know everyone does that and whatever like it's not serious you can't make anything with it it's not going to go anywhere but for me i'm like no this is going to go somewhere just just watch it's going to be it's going to be good um so yeah even comparisons with that is can can be awkward you know oh for sure because you want to defend yourself but at the same time, it's kind of like, dang, is there something I'm missing? Is there something I'm not yeah. seeing? And just reminding yourself at the, at the end of the day, like why you're doing what you're doing, because it's something that you're passionate about, something that you enjoy, and hopefully something that's going to, uh, you know, bless a lot of people.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think you're definitely being modest when it comes to like people judging you because <laughs> you don't have like a job. And I guess I say that mostly because I don't really have like a job job. Yeah. I mean, even within my group X industry or whatever, I just met somebody, oh gosh, a couple weeks ago, maybe not even a week ago. And, um, you know, we both are group X instructors and um, we were chatting in the bathroom as we were getting ready after the class. And she's like, well, do you work? I mean, like, do you have a real job?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was like, oh, snaps, girl. <laughs> I mean, how do you even answer that? Like. What do you even say to that? I mean, of course, I, you know, our, and then and then it's funny, too, because like as a stay at home mom, mm-hmm. like situation, it's funny because I, I tell people I'm probably the busiest stay at home mom that anybody's ever met. But whatever. Um, you are super busy. I just that'll be a whole podcast <laughs> in and of itself. Audrey's <laughs> schedule. What's on Audrey's plate? Um, But yeah, so I, w- you know, people generally will be like, oh, d- well, do you have like a real job or do you just stay home? Mm. And it's like that do you just stay, stay home. <laughs> home? You know, and don't get me wrong. Like my mom went, was a single mom, went back to work. You know, my sister and I, she did the best that she could with, you know, and I think that we turned out all right. Yeah. But, um, it's definitely like, I feel like a taboo subject, right? So staying home versus like having a job or like wins a job good enough to mm-hmm. validate yourself. So like, Obviously from this girl's perspective or this woman, she wasn't a girl. She was a lady, a woman, you know, from her perspective, me doing group X, if I had said like, I mean, yeah, you you just took my class. Like that was my job. You know, like I guess that wasn't enough for her. Mm. I mean, she has a pretty prestigious job. You know what I mean? She's like a, she was some, you know, orthopedic or something, you know, like she obviously went to school, you know, has a degree, has a career, if you will. You know, it's like, you know, it is definitely... The one line that I get or do you just stay home as if all the other little things that I do Mm -hmm. um, because it's not one big nine to five thing Mm -hmm. isn't enough, Mm -hmm. you know, and I find that I have to be careful to know and believe that it is enough. Yeah, despite what everybody else's perspective is and, you know, not having the degree and not having what everybody, you know, I guess the cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. kind of thing that people do and it's it's interesting too because when you navigate like she doesn't have any kids and you know obviously when she does have kids the hope is that people's perspective changes Mm -hmm. because i know when i first had when i first got pregnant with my first son and i remember my boss asking me like okay well what's your plan you know after the baby are you going to come back full time and i was working like a 60 hour plus work week like insane i was straight up a workaholic still are you working I was a school registrar for a Bible college. Okay. And so um, very natural for me to be a workaholic. My mm-hmm. parents were both workaholics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and that's all that I knew. And I remember even way before I got pregnant, having a conversation with my husband and him saying, um, you know, like, well, you're going to stay home, right? And he, he His mom stayed home and he loved it and he thought it was like, wonderful to have his mom home when he got home from school. My mom on the other hand was always at work, even though she was a teacher. Yeah. You know, so we got home before her and I will definitely advocate and say like, oh yeah, between the time of getting out of school and her getting home was when I did the things I shouldn't have done. Yeah. But I remember having this conversation with Ermis and him that's my husband's name. Um and him asking like, Oh, almost like he already expected the answer to be like, Yeah, of course, home. honey, I'm staying home. But he asked like are you gonna stay home after we have kids? And I was like, No I mean, knee-jerk reactions, no. And so I remember that conversation didn't end with us being on the same page. And it just kind of fizzled out because it was like, well, I mean, uh, you know, and then me being a jerk and being like, well, are you going to stay home? And and him being like, what? I don't, where's this conversation going? Let's just, good night, you know. (laughs) So then fast forward, I actually get pregnant. My boss sits me down and he's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I'm coming back full time. Why are you even asking me this? Like, this is so dumb, right? Yeah. And so I just had my perspective. Of what I thought to be reality and truth like not even reality but truth of this is this is what we do and so it was funny because after I had Dylan my firstborn son um, I remember holding him in the hospital and being like you know what I can't go back to work what am I thinking I can't leave this cute little. Thing. I can't <laughs> leave this child you know and long story short it was funny to think that in that moment, when I talked to my boss, when I talked to my husband, like I thought I knew the answer in hindsight, you know, four kids later and pretty early on after I had Dylan, my mom and I had a conversation and what I perceived to be truth, right? That my mom went back to work. She wanted to go back to work. She was fine with us being in daycare, all these things. This is the the whole I am woman, hear me roar concept. Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember her sharing with me that it killed her, that she had to go back to work. You know what I mean? And she still, she still lives out a sense of guilt that she has by putting my sister in daycare, you know, and my mom stayed home two years with me, got Mm -hmm. pregnant with my sister and then, um, you know, put her into daycare pretty early on and she became a teacher. And so she, you know, she did her student teaching and became like a credentialed whatever teacher so she still remembers vividly putting my sister in daycare and my sister with her arms up screaming you know asking you know wanting obviously to be picked up and mm-hmm. my mom just went, said she went to the car and she just cried you yeah. know and now from a mom's perspective what was i thinking yeah. that i was gonna like stay home and it's so funny too because even knowing that i went back to work full time i missed dylan's first steps you know for solid foods and it was so funny because even in every season of life You can look back now and see how you were comparing yourself to the other moms around you or other, you know, other people in the same career field as you, Mm -hmm. other people with the same degree as you and what they're doing and what you're not doing or what you should be doing or what you could have done or should have done. And I just think back and even just in every aspect of life, you can see how often we make decisions based off of comparison Mm -hmm. and it's pretty dangerous.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would agree completely.
0: I mean, it's pretty scary to think about,
1: you, you know. You just like run into things because it's everyone else is doing it. Oh and my I'm gosh. Not, and I'm not progressing. And, and then like we do
0: that and it's still not good enough anyway. Yeah. And we're still not satisfied, yeah. you know. So it definitely see that comparison, you know, breeds itself only to more insecurities and more mm-hmm. comparisons mm-hmm. and still not feeling good enough. And like you said, and I think you mentioned it in the last podcast, you know, just like doing what, you know brings joy to you, you know, and where, and I can tell you the things where I realize, like, what is, what do I really want? And what do I think is really what I am meant to do? Like your mission. What's my mission, you know, and what am I passionate about? And just kind of following suit to breeding life into those things. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget my, one of my friends told me a story once and she said inside of each of us, it's like an old Wives' tale or not a wife's tale a, a myth I, I, I don't know a proverb <laughs> I think something along those lines right uh-huh. an old Indian proverb um and she was sharing that inside of all of us is two wolves right one is just devours and just is hungry all the time you know one is basically bad and one is basically good mm-hmm. and every decision that you make and everything that you say basically feeds one of these two wolves I'm sure somebody listening to will be like oh yeah duh you're butchering it but basically inside (laughs) of each of us is two wolves whichever one you feed is the one that's going to grow yeah you know and so if the one where you're insecure and you're always driven to comparisons and you're never you know satisfied if you feed that one that's the one that's going to grow and that's the one that's the louder one the one that Mm. ends up controlling more of your mind your Mm. thoughts your perspective of the world and life
1: come on hallelujah (laughs) glory
0: (laughs) i feel like i'm talking a lot but the other wolf you know, you want to feed the other wolf where you're confident, you know, you're full of joy, you're full of life, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, navigating what the food, if you will, quote unquote, looks like to both of those wolves and having that kind of intuition.
1: And that's where I'm at. I want to feed that wolf, the second wolf. No, no. And I think in order to do that, it's all about kind of staying in your lane and just keeping your eyes fixed on your mission and acknowledging other people's paths and acknowledging their whatever it is that they're doing but knowing that i got i got my own stuff to do and i'm gonna do it and you said a, you said a lot of things i when sure it, did <laughs> when it came to to fitness i have a book coming motherhood. out next summer i'm just kidding she's going on tour to yeah, book do a book signing um but no, yeah, comparison just spills into so many Maybe different i just allowed so many comparisons to run my life. Well no, I mean I think you've said things that um that really matter, that that are that are real matters. Um and so I'm wondering, is there a healthy comparison? I would say yes. And oh I, th- yeah, I think that's I kinda, think kinda so like too. where I opened it up in the beginning where I was saying that um Healthy comparison can be looked at inspiration. So I look at you, like if I were to compare myself with you, I look at you and I'm like, there's parts of Audrey that I really, okay, that, <laughs> that's, that started off really, really bad. What I mean is you inspire parts? me. Like my shoulders? Your sh- I love your shoulders, <laughs> Audrey. They're amazing. Uh, but there's, there's things that you do that really inspire me. I love the way that you are super passionate about fitness, which is, which is an area that I kind of lack, where, you know, where I want to go to the gym and I want to do my thing and I just want to be active. I love the way that you take on projects and that you're not afraid you're not afraid of failure i love that um so again in in that sense comparison like yes i think it's healthy i think it's inspiring and i and that's what that's the wolf that you should feed yes um but when it comes to like i'm not i'm not audrey that's when it gets you know messy and that's when it gets ugly because i'm not you and i don't want to be you and you don't you shouldn't want to be me either Um, and vice versa, like for, for anything. So health comparison, definitely. Um, I look at it as inspiration. Yeah, for sure. I think it
0: comes down to, um, you know, does the person that you're comparing yourself to drive you to grow? Mm, That's good. Does it drive you? Does the circumstances that you're comparing yourself to, right? Whether it's a or does it make you feel bad? Yeah. Or does, or does it, it like like you're a loser? Yeah. Does like it make you feel like crap? And I think part of it too is the person that you know you're surrounding yourself with. Yeah. If they lend themselves naturally to being negative, you know, and you're kind of left with a sour taste in your mouth. You know, after we should talk out? about
1: social media comparison. Oh, <laughs> I because that's that's the world we live in. I mean, right? I guess that really is
0: the the epitome of comparison.
1: Everything is on social media. We have filters. We have, you know, cropping. You can, you put, everyone only puts the best parts of their life on Instagram. Which makes
0: us all feel like crap. I mean, let's just be real. it does, yeah. At the end of the day, like, if all you see is the best part of everybody else and all you see in yourself is the worst part of you, Mm -hmm. like, you are pretty much destined to feel like crap every time you open up Facebook or Instagram. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess there's other types of social media, but I don't use them, so... I won't <laughs> reference them.
1: <laughs> no, but yeah, like everything is just put on blast for us. We have stories, we have Instagram, Facebook, and again people only put the best parts. Which is fine. You wanna share those things. But I'd be really and and I'm speaking about myself too, I don't always put like my whole life on Instagram. Well for one I'm pretty private, but two, I don't know if I if I would be as vulnerable and brave to put on my 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 sucky parts of life. Yeah. You know? I mean
0: yeah, I guess at the end of the day the real question is if we already struggle with things that we struggle with, why would we put that out there? Because other people, I mean, the assumption is if my face is ugly, why would I put my face on social media for people to remind me that it's ugly? Maybe, you know, or, or like, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that's like not as, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> harsh. <fine>. I <laughs> I know. My face is ugly.
1: I will say, okay, well, okay a good. you can look at it. It's like, there's these beautiful Instagram feeds of like, beautiful homes like the kitchen is clean white oh, that's tiles a just like green plants in the corner like you're comparing your home yeah. to someone else's and then you look at your actual home not your home but like just <laughs> Thanks, a, a home and there's dishes there's food on the floor I don't know whatever you know um like I know with like my own life like our like you know in our space like we have a handicapped dog and unfortunately, p- with part of that, he pees everywhere and some sometimes there's pee on the floor and we got to pick it up. We got to, we got to clean it up. And so obviously I'm not going to put that kind of stuff on Instagram yeah. or Facebook. Because Cleaning up another puddle. Yeah. But at the same time, I, maybe I could, you know, talk about that. I could talk about like dogs with, um, you know, spinal injuries or, um, you know, IVDD and that kind of stuff because that's. That's part of my life and it's real. Yeah. And so I don't want to compare myself to, you know, the people who have the beautiful golden, you know, retriever who's healthy and thriving. (laughs) And I have this little chihuahua that unfortunately is paralyzed. So again, comparisons, even, even in the simplest things. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I guess the, the road is endless and
0: it, it, and I have, I have found that in the past, the healthiest, thing that I can do when I'm in a good frame of mind is actually clean up my social media, Mm. you know, and I find that that actually is empowering, you know, when you go through your social media and you see the people who are either, you know, I guess, you know, in our day and age, uh, you know, like too political or too strong. Like I always tell people like extremism is a turnoff for me Mm. of any Mm -hmm. kind. It doesn't matter if you have good intentions, if you're losing, you're, you know, if you're bashing somebody in your message, I just think that there has to be a better way. Yeah. Um, with anything, you know, whether you are a die-hard vegan and you don't think anybody should be eating meat at all, you know, if you come off too strong,
1: it's a turnoff. It's a
0: turnoff. You yeah. know, that's not how you. you what? What is the saying? Like you, you uh, earn more. You, you earn <coughs>
1: more flies with honey than yeah. vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, time?
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get more flies with honey than vinegar, mm. which of course, because vinegar smells like. But, but whatever. <laughs> um, so I think that um, extremism on either side, you know, because I have like friends too on social media and bless their hearts where it's like what they're writing in the message is, you know, guys, I'm not perfect either. But the picture that they post with the, with the text is like a perfect picture of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't, I, I guess on one hand, yeah. what other platform do you have to post these kind of vanity Based pictures they where it's like. make
1: like an app where people only post like ugly pictures of the themselves. U- the ugly parts of life. I, yeah.
0: I try to make sure that when somebody takes a picture, and they're you know like, like ladies are you know prone to this. They're like, "Let me see it before you post it." Oh
1: yeah 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 yeah. I've had people you ask take me like, like, like twi- "You have a photo shoot?" Yes. You take like thirty photos. I'm like, no, whatever the first one is, I don't care. Yeah. And the,
0: you know like people will be like, "You want to see it?" I'm like, no, I don't want to see it.
1: And then there's filters. And I'm stickers like, no. And I
0: mean, who doesn't look pretty with a filter?
1: You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Apparently a lot of people on no, your no, social no, media no, feed. No, no. I've, I have beautiful friends. I think part of it
0: too, right? Okay, so you can't escape the weight, the, the heaviness of social media, right? There is a lure to it. Mm-hmm. It's mind, mindless, you know, and you can find yourself entrapped by, you know... Five minutes turns into 10 minutes, turns into yeah. an hour, turns into two hours, right? The next thing you know, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I've been just wasting my life. I've been sitting on the toilet for the last <laughs> three hours of my <laughs> life, you know? So I think part of it too is, um, establishing a sense of, you know, listening to that intuitiveness where you're like, okay, cause I, I can at least speak for myself and, and I know that when I hear this still small voice, it's like, okay, let's wrap this up. Mm-hmm. You know, or sometimes when Facebook glitches and it takes you kind of more back up to the top to post you've already seen. So Mm -hmm. I I try to instead of scrolling speedily through like the next, I don't know, (laughs) six swipes of my finger. I'm just like, let's let's shut her down. Let's shut her down. I also find, too, that um, even if I have like my books on my Kindle, which I use on my phone, you know, those types of things, I find that somehow magically I still end up on social media. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I find like it's totally a Mm -hmm. habit. So retraining your, your mind, you know, and almost like, you know, trying to pair your free time with something else Mm -hmm. versus the phone or social media, you know, I, I, for me has really helped me. To not get so wrapped up. I also found out recently, like on your iPhone. I'm not sure, like for a, like a the Android operating system, but for an iPhone, you can actually go in and see in your settings, and it'll tell you how long you spend mm. on s- all yeah, your apps. Screen time. Yeah. I saw
1: that. I, I updated my phone last night actually. Yeah, and it's then this pretty telling. It was Like, you can look at screen time, and I was like, what? So yeah, yeah. no, it, it's crazy. I'm scared to actually. Tap into that <laughs> app because I don't I know. I guess looking on the computer is cheating.
0: Yeah. If you're using, I mean, I guess who uses a computer for Facebook anymore, right? Yeah, I
1: don't know. Nobody here, apparently.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess like social media is a, a, a very um, prominent example of comparison because yeah. it lends itself naturally. Like, so, so you don't go to the gym, you're on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you don't have like a full-time nine-to-five job where you can compare it to your colleagues, you still have Facebook, mm-hmm. you know. I'm always honestly still surprised the people who don't have any social media. Yeah.
1: That's pretty cool, though. That is. I was like that. I I mean, that's like rogue, you know. I was like that for a while. Um,
0: I think we all like talked crap about social media, (laughs) and then we got it, and we're like, "That's I know, it's so so still still stupid." But
1: because there's also parts of social media that I really like. It's been able to connect me with some really cool people, Um, and then it also is a platform for my business as well. And I there's there's a lot of parts of it that is really cool, Um, but there's also parts of it that could suck, and that's part of comparison, you know, how many likes did I get? How many comments did I get? How many views did I get? Um and I try not to focus on that stuff because in the end like I know like it doesn't matter, but at the same time you're like you want to see that growth. I'm talking about it specifically when it comes to business. Yeah. You want to see that growth. Um but at the end of the day I have to remind myself like why are you doing what why are you doing what you're doing? Is it for likes and is it for comments or is it for legitimately like if you just reached one person today you know is is that enough or did you want to meet if, if did you want to reach 300 people today you know what I mean yeah um whether it be you know someone who legitimately got something from it or the other 300 were just spam you know yeah so that's kind of where where I'm at with that but yeah comparison is is just something that it comes up and I just want to make sure that I'm I'm doing the best that I can do, being the best version of me. Well,
0: how do you do the best version of you? How, do, how does Hoka do the best version of Hoka?
1: I think staying true to my gut, like the thi- the things that you just know. You are pretty
0: good at that, though.
1: I think I'm consistent. I'm pretty consistent. Um, for me, it's like like when you go to bed and you just you, you're thinking about that one thing that you want to do tomorrow. You're thinking about that that goal, you know, that you want to wake up and keep doing, like for me, like that is my best version of, of myself. So, so um, how do you keep
0: yourself grounded? I mean, I feel like I lay down at night and I'm like freaking out because I feel like I didn't accomplish all the things that, I mean, it's definitely a, a, that's a trait of my personality, but Mm -hmm. I'm definitely restless.
1: I don't know. I'd say probably just, I, I think I used to share that same you know, like feeling of just like, Oh, I, I I didn't do enough. And you know, there's so much things I got to do tomorrow, but just, I got to a place where I was like, you know what I did, I did what I can today and I'll pick up the pieces when I, whatever, of whatever's left tomorrow. And for me that works right now. So to me, it's kind of just that simple. Like I'll pick up tomorrow, you know?
0: Yeah. Make it sound all simple. (laughs) I'm like laying in bed, making a to do list for tomorrow.
1: It's taken a lot of years for me to get to this place, but, definitely this is what's helping me right now
0: well i think that comparisons are i guess more times than not i would be i would be more inclined to say that comparisons are dangerous than they are motivating yeah i mean because i I even find that more times than not like the initial comparison is never really like a i want to be a better person Mm. you know what i mean it's almost like okay so you see a comparison right Whatever it is. So let's say someone's judging you. I mean, I guess and that's really the word that maybe we're side skirting is judgment. Yeah. You know, because I guess maybe this the cousin to comparison is judgment. Mm-hmm. And whether that's us judging ourselves because we're not feeding our kids, you know, en- enough fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. or, you know, they're not skinny enough or they're not athletic enough or they don't have, you know, they don't pair, they don't compare to everybody else's mm-hmm. or, you know, your living conditions aren't. You don't own a home like neither of neither of us own our home, you know, and so for us to not own a home, you know, and then you have that kind of culture Mm -hmm. to you don't have any kids and people asking you like, okay, well, when, 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 you know, and and you being just you and Shane like isn't enough. And so you having to validate your lifestyle the way that it is as if it's wrong or some, you know, you're missing something. You know, just as much as I had one kid, when are you going to have the next one? Okay, mm-hmm. You know, now I only have four boys and everybody asks me, e- everybody asks me, um, you know, so are you going to try for the girl or were you trying for the girl and you got a boy and I got a boy. <laughs> right. And it's kind and, and people are genuinely surprised when I'm like, no, I wanted all boys. Like I didn't, there's not a piece of me that longs to have a girl. Yeah. So I find that social media is a huge part of that kind of comparison, judgment, condemnation, kind of emotion that we ride this line. Right. But Mm -hmm. then also like the things that people randomly say to you, you know, like I had somebody at the gym tell me uh, a couple weeks ago where it was kind of like, I don't really have very many conversations with this person. It's another, it's a coworker of mine. And, um, you know, we were just in transition. It was literally just like in passing. And she was like, so, you know, are you in between pregnancies or are you done? Dang. And I came home to Hermes and I was like, (laughs) you know, in my head, what I heard was like, okay, so you're going to stay fat (laughs) or are you going to put a bow on it and really like get better at that whole (laughs) not being fat thing? And I remember thinking like, dude, how do you even answer that? And I'm sure I gave her like a shocked kind of like WTF look like, yeah, what? Yeah. Like literally in passing, she's coming in to use the room and I'm leaving the room that she's coming to, you know, not like a, how's the weather? How are you? It's like, let's just jump right into the elephant in the room. You, you know, I was like, oh, schnapps, you know, so of course that automatically speaks to what would be any females. I mean, maybe not any, but most females insecurity about not being skinny enough, good enough, you know, and Mm -hmm. I do, I have gotten in the past, like, since I'm not like a size one. And part of that is because I was heavy and now like... It's not that it weight just sits weird on my body mm-hmm. as it is. So, then moving forward, like that, speaking to my own insecurities and already having to feel like I have to ballot ma- validate myself in this industry because I'm not like the skinny one. I'm mm-hmm. not like the shup- super ripped one, mm-hmm. you know. And then me having to walk away and be like, no, 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 no. A, that's probably not how she meant it. Audrey, calm down. You know, kind of have like your checks and balances in place. But I can only imagine if I wasn't really in a good frame of mind. Um, you know, if I, if I hadn't had some time in my journey where I really delved into a little bit, maybe not enough, probably should do some more time reflecting on insecurities when it comes to like weight and what that looks like. Um, but I can only imagine like when we haphazardly say something to people, not really thinking about what we're saying, you know, the impact that it really has, Mm -hmm. you know, when you just kind of speak to speak i guess and kind of fill the empty no em- emptiness with yeah. just words because you don't know what else to say which was what a good friend of mine and i basically had to deduce that that was the situation was she just didn't know what else to say and so it was just kind of filling the space since so i was still there she was still there and it's not like we could have a long conversation but it was like awkward yeah I don't know. So I think a part of the comparison aspect of our day-to-day comes from not only social media, but then also the things that people just kind of spout out at you mm-hmm. while you're at the water cooler mm-hmm. kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That kind of stuff happens every day. You just got to know how to deal with it. Well, how do you deal with it? Well, first I <sighs> punch cry. in the face. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> yeah. First you cry. No, I don't know. Just taking a second to think about it. Just kind of like what you said. Like, where's this coming from? Is it coming from like... Just because it's awkward silence right now, or is it? This is a legitimate question. Um, I try not to think, take things too seriously. I'm, I'm definitely kind of the person that always gives the people the benefit of the doubt, which can be sometimes a bad thing. Um, I can't, I can't even
0: imagine being that person
1: of giving people the benefit of the doubt. No, yeah, I can't. Yeah, that's just kind of—it's a gift. I guess it is. I just, yeah, I just try to. Yeah, I just try to let people assume that people are, are trying their best. Um, that's sweet of you, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, um, it's not always a good thing for sure. Um, but yeah, I think, like I said, I've just, within the last two years personally, I just feel like I've gotten to the point where I've spent enough time wanting to fit in, uh, that I don't want to do that anymore because it doesn't fit for me and that's not me and i am different and i don't i don't want to spend my energy being what i think other people are expecting of me because at the end of the day you also think about it it's like these people probably don't really care what you know like they're not they're not the people i come home to at night they're not the people who are going to pay my bills they're not the people who um are going to be there when something happens you know so it's like why give them so much energy you know um, and also I think part of that is also just shifting focus and mindset you know like there's just so much good in in life and good people that I, I would much rather definitely focus my energy and my my attention towards that and just not focusing on the negative things
0: I think that's pretty much what this podcast, ultimately, that's we want to be the bare essentials, about. baby. The bare essentials, <laughs> baby. You don't have to compare yourself to nobody. Yeah,
1: just be you. Yeah,
0: I think a huge part of our message is always going to be that we are all worthy enough. Yeah. You know, of love and of laughter and of health. Goodness. And so it just comes down to each one of us navigating what that looks like. Yeah. And not being held back by what we think other people hmm expect us to look like, or Mm -hmm. sound like, or be like, or parent-like, or anything, you know? So I think that, you know, if nothing else, if anybody's still listening (laughs) to this, (laughs) what ended up being an hour-long podcast, um, is that just don't compare. Don't compare. Just don't waste the energy. Yeah. Yeah. And just know that either you're always going to have haters, right? Haters going to hate. Haters going to hate. Not everybody's going to agree with everything that you say, do, sound like, or whatever, you know? And that just coming down to... Taking the time to Mm -hmm. really develop real, true, honest, authentic relationships with people Mm -hmm. in every area of your life and just investing in the people and the relationships that make you feel good, Mm -hmm. you know, and whether that's... People
1: come and go, things come and go, and it's kind of like going back to what you were saying about, you know, there's a saying that me me and my sister say all the time where you could be the juiciest peach in the world, but there's always going to be someone who doesn't like peaches. You know, you can be trying Dang, your absolute deep. best <laughs> and doing all that you can do, but there's going to be someone who doesn't like peaches and that's okay. It is okay. And I just don't want versus being the person's like, but peaches are bomb and they're juicy and right. they're delicious. And you don't like this. peaches. You're an yeah, idiot. Like, just let it, g- I, I, you had to get to the point where it's like, you know what? That's okay. That's okay. You don't have to like peaches. You don't have to like peaches. I love peaches. These are my peaches, you know? <laughs> don't touch my peaches. Don't touch my peaches, <laughs> you know? Um, and that's Okay. And I think that's a good place to be. Yeah. So,
0: well, on that note, I'm going to go get me some peaches because I do love pie. me some peaches.
1: And you know what? I guess there's significance
0: in, you know, surrounding yourself with people who like peaches.
1: And yeah, definitely. Surround yourself with good things and good people. And
0: good people that make you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Life's, life's already hard to like include negativity and in comparisons into your life to make yeah. it harder. Yeah. Y- every, we always regret it, yeah. you know. So I guess that's a a good place to end our episode number two on comparison. You know, thanks for listening and go get yourself some peaches.
1: All right. Sounds good.